0: All right. All right. All right.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. All right. You don't know that song? No, I don't. Macklemore song.
0: Hello, and welcome to Review for Two.
1: My name is Caroline. I'm Marco. And we are dating.
0: And this is a podcast that we do together since we are dating.
1: Yes. That is listened to in Belgium.
0: Thanks, Belgium.
1: Yeah, that was like a random fact for this beginning of the podcast. That
0: was your fun fact of the day. It was my
1: fun fact of the day.
0: Caroline. Yeah. What do we do on this podcast?
1: We review video games that are fun to play with other people either on the couch next to you or elsewhere that aren't campaign modes of first-person shooters.
0: We do a few of those. Yeah. But we try and get a bunch that aren't those. We try to
1: do some variety. Yeah,
0: because, you know, you don't always want to play a first-person shooter.
1: We do sometimes play some single-player games together, including today. This this podcast today is about a single-player game, but it has elements that are really fun to bring someone else in on.
0: Yeah, so it's mostly just come here for games that are fun to play with multiple people that aren't just another first-person shooter.
1: Exactly. Yeah. What are we talking about today?
0: Today we are talking about Detroit colon Become Human. A game in which the city of Detroit comes to life by some sort of arcane wizardry and the city itself just becomes a giant human-shaped object that stomps around the Midwest of America, eating smaller towns and crushing all who would stand in its way because Detroit has become a human.
1: Okay, so that's absolutely not what it's about. Hey,
0: Caroline, what does Detroit become human about?
1: It is about the difficult lives of androids and humans who are living together in harmony in the year 2038
0: harmony is a generous word most
1: mostly harmony and then things kind of go awry
0: you want to hit me with them facts yes
1: (laughs) detroit become human was developed by quantic dream and published by sony for the playstation 4 in 2018 and for windows in 2019
0: it has been published or it will be published
1: it has oh cool yeah i think it just was For Windows, but
0: not for Xbox.
1: Right. Neat. Yeah. Quantic Dream is also the studio behind... Beyond Two Souls, and Heavy Rain, which are two popular games.
0: Right. They basically make artsy telltale games.
1: Yes, exactly. So
0: it's, you know, single player, not a lot of gameplay, mostly choice, almost more like an interactive interactive graphic novel.
1: Mm-hmm. But but like really beautifully done. Yeah. They, like really realistically done, I should say.
0: Right. They pour a lot more time and effort into the graphics yeah. just to make it like super pretty. And then it's always more about like kind of hybrid. High- Concepts. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of the Telltale games are like, did you like Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, guess what? We have more.
1: Yeah, that's true. And they also get um, a lot of celebrities to be the voice and technically actors. Of the video games because they're putting on those like morph suits and actually kind of acting out parts of it and they use their likeness.
0: Yeah, it's a heavy amount of motion capture as opposed to straight animation. Right. They're basically just acting with a whole bunch of dots on their face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So some background on the game. Uh, In general, the story is about Detroit in the year 2038, in which technology has advanced to the point where people have invented near-perfect human robots, which they call androids. So they look exactly like humans. They are independently- That's what
1: androids are. Isn't there like androids, robots, and then there's something else? Cyborg? Yeah, maybe. And, like, See, the androids are human-like robots.
0: My frame of reference is always kind of messed up because in Dragon Ball Z, they referred to the androids as androids even though they were closer to cyborgs.
1: Interesting. they like, are cyborgs? They're humans with robot me, parts? For, yeah,
0: for me, cyborgs have always been mostly human but with, like, a robotic arm or a robotic spleen or, like, yeah. individual robot parts that supplement their other abilities. Right. Whereas androids have been either, like... A sort of mesh between the two or mostly robotic?
1: Yeah, what I thought androids were, were human-like robots. So they are all robotic, but made to look like humans. And then cyborgs are humans, but like parts of them are robotic or mechanic.
0: Let's look it up because I'm curious now. Let's look it up. All right, so according to the difference between .NET, Mm -hmm. Caroline was 100% right. I was correct. Yeah, a robot is just a robot. A cyborg is a mostly organic thing, does not necessarily need to be human, but a mostly organic thing with mechanical robot parts. And then an android is a robot that is designed to look like a human. Yep. So Dragon Ball Z lied to me.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I took um, a religion and technology course oh, that's in cool. college. That's basically what my minor was based off of. And we talked about the difference because if humans can fall in love with androids, there are all these implications. So please keep talking about the game.
0: Where was I? Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Technology has advanced to the point where we have androids that are virtually indistinguishable from humans. So, based on our now-known definitions, they are completely robotic entities that look talk and for the most part act just like humans Mm -hmm. and the central premise of the game is you are controlling these three androids who discover their own free will and as the title would suggest essentially become human yeah they are still completely mechanical but they are human in mind basically yeah
1: because they break their central programming to like deviate from what was written for them so they can have free will
0: Right. So there's they look like humans and now that now they have the free will of humans and so the kind of central question is at what point do these things become a living thing as opposed to just a human-looking thing that does your laundry.
1: Right. A living thing with like rights.
0: Right. Rights and hopes and dreams and goals. Yeah to just you know what you tell it to do because that's what it's programmed to do
1: yeah and really the only physical difference between the androids and the humans are that the androids have an led on their temple that kind of shows what their mood is it's kind of like a mood ring kind of um they bleed blue blood which is like a chemical that they call blue blood um and they have skin but it's more like kind of like a coating instead of like a skin I don't really know the best way to describe it
0: the skin is almost projected as opposed to like part of their being because they can they can just kind of stop having skin and it'll just like recede and melt away and then they can have it come back on again at will yeah so it's not that they have a layer of something on the outside of their robot metal self they kind of project it to look like skin when they want to look like humans but then take it off when they want to be like i'm a robot give me rights girl yeah caroline yes would you like to review this game?
1: i really liked this game i am one to like those more like cerebral games and um ones that kind of have like consequences. As you guys all know, I really liked Wolf Among Us. And I thought that that was one of the best games I've played. So this was kind of like a beautiful and realistic and a little scarier Wolf Among Us. I think it was scarier because it looked so realistic, though. Because like Wolf Among Us had scary elements of it, but it was so cartoonish that you felt more removed from it. And this was like This had spooky, like, tense moments that you were, like, you got nervous for.
0: Yeah, when you're playing as a big, indestructible wolfman, it's hard to actually feel a sense of fear. But But when when you're
1: you're trying to, like, talk another android off of a ledge who's holding a girl, and I'm not giving any spoilers because that's literally the first chapter of it. When you're trying to do that, it's like... I have to make the right choices and this is going to, you know, negatively affect things. There are two modes of how to play. There's casual and serious. And in serious, if one of your characters dies, it doesn't come back. So we played on casual, so if we died, we did come back.
0: And boy, we died.
1: And boy we died. <laughs> well, we I feel like we didn't die as much as you could, but obviously, but we did die yeah. quite a bit. So I I did really enjoy this game. I thought it was beautifully done. Like every aspect of the game visually was really gorgeous. It was a little bit difficult At parts because the choices that you made weren't explained.
0: It was not clear what your character would do depending on what option you selected.
1: Right. When it would say like your choice is to say something lucid, you would kind of be like mean and diggy about like their situation, about the person's situation that you were talking to. It was weird. So that part wasn't great and I think that was the only part that I really didn't like. Towards the end we're gonna make a confession. We got really upset with how like you had to choose the correct choice to get to an end that we actually thought was satisfying. So we looked up a walkthrough on how to get the perfect ending. There are over 40 endings And then there's over like 90 secret or like little choice endings that you can make. So there's a lot, but there is one perfect ending, one like good perfect ending that we got to because we kind of cheated.
0: We did get like 80% of the way there on our own. Yeah,
1: it was really the last like five chapters seemed to be the most important to getting to this perfect ending in a way. So that's why we kind of felt a little bit frustrated by it. And that's why we looked it up. But I did really enjoy it. I like that it made me actually feel invested in the game. And I like that it was beautiful. I like that it was intriguing. And yeah. I mean, I just I really enjoyed it. I don't know that I would play it again, like to see if I could get the other endings, because it is a long game. It's a labor of love. We played it over a few days, but we like really, you know, hunkered down and played like five or six episodes a day. So that's a lot to take in. And there are a lot of like violent themes and triggering themes. So it can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming, but it was a really good game. What do you think?
0: I think I liked it a little bit less than you did. Yes. Because I had the same issues with it. And I think they just bothered me a little bit more than they bothered you. Mm -hmm. Especially because one of them, when you said that it wasn't clear what what we would actually do based on our choices. Like one of them got us killed for the first time. Because...
1: Yeah, but apparently that happens... For a lot of those choices. Like, I watched other people play that that episode. And they did the complete opposite of us. And it panned out the same exact way.
0: Sure, but that doesn't make me... that I still feel like if I had actually known what our options would make us do, we mm-hmm. could have done the right option and not lost. Yeah. Because, like, we were tr- we were interrogating someone and we were trying to not get them too stressed. And so our options were like... One thing, another thing, Warn and Threaten. And so we were like, oh, well, Threaten's gonna get them too upset, so we'll choose Warn. And Warn ended up also being Threaten, and we died. Yes. So I, I just, it bugged me a lot more. And there were parts of the game where we just, paused in the middle of a decision so we could look up what our choices would actually make us do because we genuinely had no idea what our character would do depending on what we chose.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't even like, oh, that was mimicking real life of you don't know what the perfect thing to say in the situation is because we knew what we wanted to say and the option that we thought was what we wanted to say just was not that it right and so we were like very frustrated by picking a choice of so we were like, oh, this is a good choice this is what we wanted to say, and then it ended up being something completely different.
0: So that, I think, bothered me a lot more, and it kind of carried on throughout the whole game. Like, I don't feel like I ever really understood what the director thought, like, what the game designers thought each choice was. Mm. And then I had a couple of plot-type issues as well.
1: Did you? I did. What were your plot-type issues?
0: I'm just gonna go with the big one, which is... And I know that, like... Humans are terrible in a lot of ways, and we will be racist against everyone and everything. Mm -hmm. But I know people who have held funerals for a Roomba. So it feels like they went a little bit too heavy on the, like, hatred against androids for something that's only 19 years away. Like, in iRobot, the movie, like, a decade and a half ago was with Will Smith. That felt more understandable because in 2004, like, we had nowhere near the level of technology we had. Right. And 2035 was 31 years away, which is when iRobot was set. Right. But we have, like, you know, self-intelligent machines now, and 2038's only 19 years away. So it feels like hatred for robots advanced very quickly in a short amount of time from what today is.
1: I understand what you're saying. I just think that. The developers wanted us to focus on Detroit as our world of the game. Like, we didn't go outside of Detroit. And it seemed that there was a very anti-Android sentiment in Detroit. But we don't know what, like, the rest of the world really felt about Androids. Except, like, we saw that magazine article from Canada.
0: Well, Canada is like... a magical place. Right. So, you know.
1: <laughs> but they were like, oh, we don't care about Androids. But we don't know what the global feel of Androids was at the time Because there wouldn't be a game if, like, we focused on Detroit and they were like, hey, we like androids, everything's fine. Like, that wouldn't have, we wouldn't have the revolution, we wouldn't have the uprising. Like, that wouldn't happen.
0: Sure, if everything was happy all the time, there'd be no game.
1: But I understand the feeling because we focused so heavily on a place that was so anti-android. We just still don't know what the global feel for androids was.
0: Why would Detroit be markedly different from the rest of the world?
1: Different cities have different feelings and sentiments about different races even now, right? Like we live in a very diverse county. We live in one of the most diverse counties in the nation. And so our view of other ethnicities and other races is very open and accepting, but we are not the same as like kentucky or alabama or like any cities in there right so different places have different like key maps of how they feel and i feel like detroit is enough midwest and they had they in the history of detroit they've had enough turmoil and aggression <laughs> issues he used to be one of the most dangerous cities in the u.s um that like that anger and hatred would still be prevalent to this day.
0: So at the risk of this becoming a 30-minute ethics conversation, yes. we're going to say that Marco's main issue was that it was hard to tell exactly where the world was at times. Yes. Or like where the broader world was versus where your localized world was. Right. And so I think that's just another instance of me and the developers not exactly sinking on what was happening and what was expected to happen next.
1: Right. And can I just geek out for a little bit?
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. So
1: we said that iRobot was set in 2035. Yes. And this was set in 2038. And that's because the projected start of the singularity, which is when technology and human kind of collide as one and people are really scared of it. But we're catapulting ourselves to it, guys. Don't get scared. Um, is 2040 so I think that these movies and these games like really were smart in setting it up like setting up the singularity like androids are a perfect example of the singularity because it's a collision of human and robot and that is for my religion and technology professor at Columbia (laughs) who taught me about the singularity
0: well there you have it yeah My last big issue is just the timing of the whole thing. Yeah. Because when you're playing it, it goes from like sunny and kind of summer looking to also apparently it always is either raining or snowing in Detroit.
1: Yeah. What up with that weather, Michigan? But it goes... Isn't it August? It's in November. Oh, never mind. That explains us (laughs) well.
0: We only knew that because we looked at the timeline afterwards, but it goes from late summer to the dead of winter Mm -hmm. in like the way the weather looks. But... When you're playing, it feels like the game takes place over the course of several weeks or even months. But then at the end, you look through, it takes six days.
1: Yeah, that is, like, tough to swallow. It
0: feels like it was a whole potentially armed revolution of demanding civil rights for an oppressed minority that, like started, and then completely resolved itself in six days. Yeah. It was like baby's first social uprising.
1: <laughs> well, though, yeah, it seemed pretty quick even for androids. Yeah. More quicker than humans.
0: They think fast. And then, sure. so one of the characters you play, Marcus.
1: Yeah. You it, mean Jesse Williams? Jesse Wink. Williams.
0: This is kind of a spoiler, but at the beginning of the game, he is, like, living with an elderly human that he is the caretaker of. Dick and he Van Dyke. Is, Admiral Hackett. Okay. He is like completely, he is basically a member of the family. He is essentially this man's son. Yeah. So all of the sort of robot racism that's happening, he is completely not a part of and he has had a fantastic life. He goes from there to being the leader of a rebellious group of robots demanding their freedom in the course of three days.
1: That was also our choice. Because there are apparently choices that don't lead to him being the leader of it. I think there are more that do. But there are choices that lead to him just not joining that.
0: Our choices aside, though, why would that faction of people be so quick to make him their leader? Well, that
1: is my issue. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, the the robots who have been abused and beaten down their entire lives, I don't think should be so quick to find this guy who has had the perfect life with one instance of inconvenience (laughs) and be like, yeah. You know our struggle. You should be our king. Let's go.
1: You think North should have been the Yeah, leader?
0: or Josh or Simon, like one of the people who was actually there for a significant amount of time.
1: What was her name, the one without a skull?
0: Karen, I have no idea. Yeah, I
1: don't remember her name.
0: She was like super important for precisely 45 <laughs> seconds and then never again until she showed up to die. And yeah, then never again. <laughs> so in summary, I personally had a lot of issues with this. Caroline did not. I
1: had issues. They just didn't bother me as much, I think.
0: So I think you should definitely pick this game up and play it and just know that like you will probably either really, really enjoy it or you will not be able to get over the issues that I was not able to get over. But I would definitely recommend it because if this is your kind of game, this is absolutely your kind of game. And if it's not your kind of game, you'll probably know relatively quickly. Yep. Yeah.
1: I agree.
0: All right. Let's move on to questions. Okay. Okay. Alright, Caroline. Yes. In your opinion, Mm -hmm. who is the most dateable android?
1: So it is not one of the main three, which are Kara, Connor, and Marcus. Okay. It is Luther. 100% Luther. Luther. Who becomes Kara's New bow, if you play it right, these are all spoilers, of course.
0: The whole thing is a story-based thing, so everything we say is going to be a spoiler. Or not. Probably should have put that at the beginning of this episode, but... It could also
1: not be a spoiler.
0: That's true, because what we say could not happen in your game at all. Exactly. Ooh.
1: Ooh. But Luther, he's a large, beefy man who is the assistant of um, a guy, I won't give away a spoiler, and then becomes, like, daddy.
0: Alice's daddy, Alice's to be clear. Daddy. Alice is the small child that Kara basically ran away from an abusive home with. Yeah. That was her whole story arc. Yeah. And so if you do the certain choices, Luther essentially becomes Alice's dad and you become like a little family.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who was the most dateable android for you?
0: I am going Jerry's? to go... Not Just the kidding. Jerry's. Good God. Never the Jerry's. No. The answer is Josh. Really? Yeah. Because look. He was kind of a wimp. He wasn't a wimp. (laughs) He was smart. He was the one who was like, hey guys, I know that if we stand here and get massacred, it will be a huge sign and we'll be martyrs and everyone will be like, oh, maybe robots should get their freedom. But if we're dead, we're also dead. So let's not be dead. That
1: was our biggest choice fight i think we had a huge choice fight about I don't this know if one fight's thing. the right
0: word disagreement we, didn't we
1: just had a disagreement yeah. where we were like talking about what choice we were gonna make for like 20 minutes
0: you can pause mid-choice which was very helpful if so two helpful. people are playing it
1: yeah but yeah that was a yeah. big. no i just oh, i just minute. feel
0: like he was the one who made he he was just a normal person Everyone else seemed to operate on extremes mm-hmm. because they wanted your character to see all of the potential options extreme and otherwise. And I feel like Josh was always just the voice of reason who I'd be like if I had to pick someone to actually lead the robot revolution, it would be him. Yeah. It would not it would not be North, let's murder everyone. I don't know her last name. And it wouldn't be the let's hide in a boat all day option. <laughs> because those were the other two options. <laughs> It would be Josh. He's the most logical... Is that laugh? Yes, that was your laugh.
1: <gasps> My laugh looks horrifying over audio.
0: Yes, it does.
1: God.
0: All right. Now we've gone through the robots. Caroline.
1: I have a question to add that I just thought about. Who is your favorite couple of this game?
0: Luther and Kara. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. That's pretty tame.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's because, again, if you play your cards right, one of your characters, Marcus can fall in love <laughs> with another robot, yeah. North. But I'll let you explain it. You clearly want to explain it.
1: That wasn't my favorite couple, first of all. But
0: but you know the problem. They
1: have, like, what we can only describe as sex. Because after we made this choice with North, she became our lover. That was her status, okay? I'm not making this up.
0: It literally flashed across the screen like North lover.
1: Yeah, but basically they just, like, did the Avatar thing where they... Melded their hands in a handshake, and that caused some electricity and love and sex power. But then they kept doing it in public, like everywhere. Right. So we knew that it was sex, and we we're like, guys, stop. This but is so inappropriate. They
0: would remove their skin and hold hands, which would transfer their <laughs> thoughts and memories and emotions to each other via. What sex is. Right. But, like, right. It was. Basically robot sex, but then they kept doing it with people around. And when yeah. there were guns pointed at them, it was yeah. just so wildly inappropriate.
1: It was really inappropriate. But no, my favorite couple was the sex robots, the sex robot lesbians. Oh,
0: the two Tracys.
1: Yeah, the two Tracy. Well, no, one of them was not a Tracy. Oh. They were not the same robot. But one of them was a Tracy. Oh, cool. Blue-haired Tracy. Blue-haired
0: Tracy. <laughs> Looking
1: at you, blue-haired Tracy.
0: They were your favorite couple? Yeah. They murdered a dude and then either escaped or they died. They murdered a dude
1: out of self-defense. That is Because he true. was killing another robot in front of her. That Sorry, another true. android. Wow, I'm being really not PC today.
0: I don't think the android mm-hmm. community will mind.
1: They will.
0: Oh, in yeah. In 19 years. <laughs> Yikes.
1: Anyway, that's my favorite couple. Okay, who was your favorite human character?
0: There really weren't many good examples of Alice. human
1: characters. Hey. Hey.
0: <laughs> I am going to have to go with Dad. Hank. Hank.
1: Hank Dad. We, Hank Dad's a good one.
0: What Your third android that we haven't much talked about, Connor, is a... Yeah, <laughs>
1: because we hated Connor.
0: I, yeah, he was we just, just a little boring, him. but <laughs> then like, he grew on me more. I really liked Marcus at the beginning, and I didn't mm-hmm. care for Connor, and then as the game went on, <laughs> those two switched, because yeah. Connor became like the guy I was rooting for, and Marcus, I was like, dude, I don't even know what you're doing anymore.
1: Yeah, and Carr was just our favorite throughout.
0: Yeah, but Connor is a police detective robot designed to investigate other robots who have broken their programming. And so he is assigned to basically Will Smith (laughs) from uh, iRobot, an android-hating cop who everyone else is kind of like, dude, just chill out. And he's like, no, I hate the robots. He also
1: has a very messed up life. Yeah. Like personally. does
0: drugs and alcohol and he used to be like the best cop in the force and now he's the one that no one really talks to because he's always drunk, angry, and shouting. And
1: his son died because of androids.
0: Ooh. Is that a
1: spoiler? That's a spoiler. We're just gonna tag it's, this whole yeah. thing as spoiler.
0: It's basically the same reason why Will Smith from iRobot doesn't like androids or a very yeah. similar one. But he basically, as the thing goes on, as the story goes on, if you do the right choices, he kind of adopts Connor as his <laughs> yes. son Yeah. Like in the beginning, he basically threatens to shoot Connor because he's a robot and they'll just boot up another Connor. If Connor dies, they just boot up another Connor, by the way. So like, he's like, I can shoot you in the head right now. And you would just come back in like 12 minutes. And Connor's like, yes, I would. But as the story goes on, he kind of adopts Connor as a son and Connor begins to like treat him as a father. And so we just referred to Hank as a dad. And I really liked that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Hank. Okay. With Deb. Yeah. Who was your favorite human?
1: Rose. Okay. Rose was a good one. Rose was basically the Harriet Tubman for Android.
0: Actually, yeah. That's yeah. exactly what she was.
1: And she was like, I understand why they need help because like our people weren't helped. She was black, But Rose was just very helpful and a all around good person and like cared. She wasn't evil. She was malicious. But she also wasn't like wimpy or backed away from like helping Yeah. Which was good. I just thought of another favorite pairing. Oh. Ralph and Carr.
0: Okay. Next question. What was your favorite level? So this was kind of broken up into different levels.
1: Uh, yes. I think it might have been when Carr and Alice, like, leave. Because that's just, like, a lovely moment when you're like, oh, they got away. They actually, like, got away from this abusive situation and they're gonna live together. It's gonna be hard. But they love each other and they want to be together and it's great. Like, that really kind of made me happy. It was a really tense moment of breaking them out, but... It made me really happy when they did. Nice. What about you?
0: I don't know that I have a specific favorite one. I think mine was one of the earlier Connor levels where you're just kind of investigating a crime Mm -hmm. because Connor had this whole mechanic where he would scan things that happened and then rebuild it and then, you know, he would see, he would rebuild what had happened based on where things ended and then rewind time in his head and sort of see exactly how it played out. Yeah. And I just thought that was a really cool feature. You felt like you were robot Batman.
1: Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Least favorite. Like any of the Jericho scenes. I'm I was going to say that too. <laughs> Honestly, at that point, we had so much like disdain for Marcus and his story that we tried to do like, The things that we didn't have to do in that level so that we could have some variety. So we lit all the fires at Jericho. We just like walked around and like twiddled our thumbs a little bit. But honestly, Jericho was such a like weird plot to me. And it wasn't in the middle of nowhere.
0: It was just a boat. It was a
1: boat. It was a big boat in
0: the middle of the harbor. They weren't hidden. They were in just a boat. My least favorite was Escape from Jericho. Yeah. Because...
1: Oh, God. The FBI
0: attacks Jericho and just starts shooting all the robots. And the whole thing is essentially a 12-minute quick time event oh, where if God. you fail too many of them, you just die. It didn't, like, the, the game's strong point is kind of the story because that's really all it is. Yeah. And so when the whole 12-minute sequence was just a quick time event, it was one of the weaker chapters.
1: That was one of the ones where Marco was holding the controller and I was reading through the IGN walkthrough and I was like, okay, go left this time and then down and then go up, choose this. Right. Yeah, because we just wanted to get through it, to be honest.
0: What was our next question?
1: Do androids deserve freedom? I know that this is going to happen at some point in the future. I've studied technology and the singularity so much so I know it's an event that is going to happen, and we should all kind of just let it happen at this point. We have nothing to stop it, right? Unless we all stop using technology. Hello, that's never going to happen. Hello?
0: Who are you getting angry at Hello? right now? I feel <laughs> so- like you're getting angry at not technology. I'm I, know, I am. I am.
1: getting mad. I'm getting angry at the Amish people. Use technology to make butter so so i believe that they deserve freedom because it's just like it's what they are they're going to be so human-like and so independent that there's no reason to say no because they will be their own race so it's also cutting off equal rights to another race by saying that they don't deserve freedom that's my thought what about you
0: i clearly did not study this in college (laughs) so i am going off of a layman's opinion
1: yeah and Which re- is most most people's opinion.
0: My response is sure, why not?
1: You were so against it when we were talking about that. I wasn't
0: against it. I was just pointing out why the citizens of Detroit uh. were. But like if it's smart and independent enough to ask for its freedom, then it's probably at the point where it is a living thing enough to deserve freedom. And that's not a hard and fast rule, but like...
1: And it's not more violent than any other person. It just might be stronger.
0: Yeah, mm, kind of. Because Marcus was able to vary wildly from robot Captain America to getting beaten up by a single dude. Yeah. Like, he was as superhuman or as absolutely wimpy as the plot demanded he be at any given time.
1: But I think that, like, people's thought is that if androids become sentient and free, they are more, they are more violent and strong. And so they would just take over the humans. But I don't think that that's, like, a fact. I don't think that that's the inevitability of the situation. Right.
0: Also, like, humans want to take over humans. So it's not like we are giving ourselves any more or less problems. So yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Let them have freedom. Yeah, you do, you toaster.
1: Yeah, you you go, girl. <laughs>
0: Get them. You, you go, girl.
1: Um. Okay, and then our last question: Would you buy an Android
0: if they were as inexpensive as they are in that game?
1: They're like as much as an as a Mac computer. They're 800
0: bucks. They're half the price of a Mac Pro. No, Mac there was MacBook one Pro. that was
1: like 3,000. All right,
0: that was like the super advanced model, though. Like, just the yeah. general, you know, like, hanging out around your house and helping you with chores model was, like, $800. Or $40
1: for 30 minutes. I'm yes, they right. also had
0: sex robots. <laughs> you could rent half an hour with a robot for 30 minutes.
1: What? You say you could rent half an hour with a robot with th- for 30 minutes?
0: You could rent half an hour with a robot for 30 bucks, and at one point half Connor it. makes Hank rent, like, a dozen sex robots. It's
1: going to be a weird expense report to Right, like, how do you, ex- how do
0: you explain that to whatever credit card company exists in 2038 like no 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 a robot made me rent all the sex robots
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no i agree with you i would i would have a rope i would have an android
0: i would buy an android but i would treat it the way i treat like my technology now because i treat my technology like it's people so i would treat an android like it's people
1: yeah i especially would love like an android that just cleans but i treat them like a friend or like a roommate Right. And be like, yo, what's up, girl? You want to watch Gossip Girl? Also, can you do the dishes? And she'd be right. like, yeah, I got you.
0: Like, like you know, it feels like when in Detroit, when a lot of the people with housekeeper androids, when it's done doing the chores, it's like, all right, now go stand in the corner and power off.
1: Right. Like, why wouldn't you invite right. them on the couch to drink some beer and watch some football? Right. If I had
0: one, I'd be like, all right, cool. We vacuumed everything. We did all that. Go grab, like, three beers Hang out with me on the couch, we're gonna play Super Smash Brothers.
1: Right. Or do whatever the fuck you want right now. Right. I don't care. I don't, don't own either. Go
0: like Whittle or I mean, whatever I own it you, is. But you do own I don't them.
1: own your free time.
0: Technically you do.
1: They're, like, I really just want a personal assistant. That's I think. what it sounds
0: like. But a personal <laughs> assistant who has to do what you say. Who has to
1: do what I say for like the time that I need them. But also But does I don't it need well. them right.
0: So yes. We'd buy an Android. Yes. We need to wrap this episode we up. We need
1: to wrap it up. Final thoughts, play it. We had issues with it, but play it. Play it with other people. Think it's really fun to argue with your friends. Go for it. It does cost money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I agree with Caroline. I had a lot of issues with it, but, you know, you should play it and decide for yourself if you like it or not. Yes. It is well-crafted enough that you might like it. More than I did. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's really beautiful. Yeah. So pick up a copy. Um, Thank you for listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. We do this every week. Wednesdays. Subscribe. Shout out to Abby, who knows Jocelyn from GW. We heard that you are a fan. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, really cool that you were finding games that you like to play with other people, and we might even do guacamole too in the future because I heard guacamole is a fave of yours. So. It's entirely possible. It's a really good game. Yeah. Um, and thank you all for listening. Be sure to like, leave a comment, leave a rating. Reach subscribe. out to us on
0: Twitter or Gmail or whatever other forms Form of, of communication. Pigeon. Hire a skywriter and just like doodle in the skies above New York City. Send
1: an Android to our house.
0: Please don't do that. <laughs> at all because I feel like technology has not advanced to the point where that would be cool. It would just be creepy. <laughs>
1: just be like a Roomba with a nose <laughs> going down our hallway.
0: Courier Roomba at your service.
1: <laughs> that those are gonna be the first like sentient robots Oh Roomba's robots. absolutely yeah.
0: Let's end hard? this now. Okay, goodbye. I love you bye. bye. you gotta say a detroit colon become human
1: i do not have to do that you do detroit become human you almost said colon (laughs) no i didn't i just wanted to pause